Here we go. Welcome, y'all. hip-hop and say we are not yet legendary mm, we haven't even close <laughs> legend legendary gets thrown around it a does. lot um used in, very in hip-hop used very liberally i'm gonna say we're lightweight decent um, <laughs> we're okay yeah yeah building uh, my name is damone carter aka dim one i am joined here by my comrade in plaid mr nate leblanc <laughs> yo and also we have the man, the myth, the tattoo canvas, <laughs> Mr. David Ma. Yo, guys, really good to be here. Yeah, yeah. So per we're, usual. We're, uh, you know, we're obviously fans of the culture, and um, hip-hop is about hyperbole, and people, <laughs> like, building them up, you know, fake it till you make it, and, and people having these kind of outsized egos. Um, so, yeah, so the word legend um, gets thrown around a lot, probably only second to greatest um, right, goat, goat, goat. So we're 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 gonna talk about today. What we want to kind of get into is um, who are the actual living legends right. of of this of this art form. Um, but first, let's let's try to lay out here what actually constitutes legendary. Like in your book, Nate, what what makes a what is a legend credentials in this piece? I have a pretty wide category range here I, like because when we were talking about this on the text chat earlier trying to get the show together i'm like kind of anyone i like is a legend <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like if Boom. you made if you made a good hip-hop record in the 80s and i love that shit and i have your actual vinyl record in my crates and like I play you when I right. dj and like i i've read about you and followed you Isn't and that like just classic though is that legendary? But if I met that person, I might, like, freak out. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, it's like, right. if, I, if I met, like, um, I'm trying to use someone who would be very bubble status. Like, let's say, like, one of the Jungle Brothers. Sure. Right? Like, if I met Mike G. Sure. Is Mike G <laughs> a legend? He he is a classic hip-hop artist. He's a, probably a fun person to meet. He's not a legend. But the Jungle I mean, Brothers are a legendary group. That, they that, are, yeah. That would be like So saying, aren't like, all the Jungle Brothers <laughs> legends? <laughs> I'm not being semantic. Know, right. I just want to find out where your guys' lines are. Right. Oh, yeah, right. I, I think legendary is two pronged. I mean, I think one it has to be chronological. Like, yeah, I think it. You, I think an element of classic has to have, yeah, a, you yeah. know, a place there. You and I start think, at classic. Totally. And then you get legendary. And second would be you have to have had an important benchmark. So I think, like, say a Rakim or a, or a Slick Rick, obvious legends, right? Right. Is say I don't know. Is Snoop Dogg a legend? Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But yes. did he's so. I, 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 but he's I not really a legendary rapper. That's what he's I'm like saying. a legendary cultural. You're, figure. Totally. Totally. He's, well, he's and, and, maybe, and maybe that's what I'm getting at is kind of like, uh, sure, there's going to there's classic artists. There are artists from a particular era mm -hmm. um, that that kind of can you could throw that title at them. Mm -hmm. When I, when I'm saying legendary is like when we're dead and gone and they open up the book again and they say, you know, Maybe who the fuck mattered or who was mm -hmm. infamous. I would say so my, I, it's two pronged. 
either you were infamous as fuck, yeah. like, right? Like in, in, in punk, like Sid Vicious um, is not a great musician, but is a legend in the sense of, right. he's not living, but he's a legend in the sense of being, <laughs> of being infamous, sure. right? Sure, um, G.G. Allen or uh, something. Yeah, sure. something like that. So you either have to be like wild infamous or almost transcend in that, in that sense. Snoop Dogg is a legend that he could walk into a place in the middle of Utah or anywhere totally, totally. and be like, I'm So I think Dogg. you think there's like 10 legends and I think there's like 500. <laughs> <laughs> right, but by the fact that there would be 500 legends, it wouldn't make them, that defeats the purpose of legendary. I, yeah, if, if I can get on your anymore, wave. I'm just trying to understand got you, it. Got you. Are, yeah. are you talking about like Mount Rushmore? You're talking about like Hall of Fame shit. Yeah. But, but yeah, not I necessarily so. from an artistry standpoint. But also, so not importance. So their, their contribution like you don't you don't have to have been Rakim. Yeah, yeah, cuz is Biz Marquee a legend? I I think Biz Marquee I think a he's a total yeah. legend. 100%. Yeah. I, I, okay. Okay. But, but I'm trying but to it, find the line. But yeah. it's, but it, that's not based on catalog, right? Cuz there's rappers that have better albums than Biz hmm. Marquee did, but in the sense of who but he is as a character. But they wouldn't be legends. Right. They oh. would, Bobito's a legend. Right, really? I would I would call Bob Bobito a legend in radio programming. In radio, I would say in, in radio no, hip hop culture. In the three, yeah, in the, in the kind of circles of hip hop culture that go around. Yeah, I mean, he the, is a, the preeminent dude who broke all these acts. So I mean, just by virtue of sort of being that guy. Yeah, and also you know, kind of having. Um, he seems cool. <laughs> well, he's he is a cool. Yeah. He's cool. Bob Love is, is yeah. the cool. I don't know. A, he's not a legend to me. Is a, is a hip hop figure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but absolutely. Is exactly. Paul C a legend? Uh, uh, that's a good one. I, I would. I, I would say. Here's the thing. When you die, yeah. when you die, you get a legendary status. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, especially right. if you die prematurely. Mac Dre but is a legend. Like, Mac Dre is a legend. I'm not the hugest Mac Dre fan. Yeah. He is. He looms a legend. large in the imaginations so of so many people. Yeah. yeah. To me, yeah. he wouldn't make my pantheon of legends though. My, like, my, well, I like about like my neither, but eight songs. Right, but see what what I'm getting at with legendary is but, it almost it almost transcends music. Again, Sid Vicious was a legend. He's not a good guitarist. Like it it wasn't it wasn't really about play. that. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't even really play. But his, <laughs> you know, he's gonna be talked about. Okay, you know, for time immemorial because it, of his. But it's like my sentence. you know my aunties don't know who Rakim is, but they know who Snoop Dogg. They is. knew they you know, know what I mean? fuck Snoop Dogg is <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like. It's fame. Uh, so that's why, that's why when you sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. your equation, I'm just trying to understand this and get all on the same page. With, that's why when we framed this, we're like, who's a living legend? Who is because a, living a dead legend? a dead person becomes that's legendary true. by that's having true. their whole um, legacy able to be examined. Yeah, and yeah. especially when you die, you know, you die young. No, I mean, um, is, yeah. is Jay Z a living legend? That that's, uh, that's actually at the the, you know, the top of I my list. I think there's a lot of uh, gray area to, to debate there for that one, right? What about the gray album? <laughs> <laughs> well played, Nate. nice. Well played. Um, I mean, here's the here's the problem with Jay Z, and I'm the biggest stan of Jay Z that you'll find at this table anyway. Um, I love Jay. Uh, you don't love him more than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're arm wrestling. We're arm wrestling right wrestling now, guys. For the for the black album. Um, I'm on no, the run. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think the the problem with Jay Z's legendary um, credentials is that he's he's almost overexposed at this point. There's something there's if you, and especially this becomes readily apparent when he's standing next to his wife, um, and he just kind of looks like a dude. 
Who like, needs a haircut? Who needs a haircut? <laughs> Jay, we love you. I'm actually going to that concert next week, and that, oh, so nice. that's going to be my wife the whole time. What is he doing with his hair? What is he doing with his hair? <laughs> Not um, much. Yeah, yeah. So he has become so mainstream. He's almost, it's like the IBM yeah. or the Google But of he has rap certainly transcended Everything. I mean, dudes on yeah. fucking Forbes. I mean, he's transcended everything. Yeah, okay, he's just just last definition thing. <laughs> we can just absolutely. Talk. Are we talking about being a legendary rapper or a legendary person? Just just a legend, just a living a living. I'm sorry, Sammy Semantics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about being a, 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 a legend. Maybe that's not. It's not a legendary mm. catalog. You know, maybe it's not you recorded a legendary album. Here's one, and this is actually the argument that started this whole podcast. Is Lauren Hill a legend? Yeah. I would say she's a legend. Yeah. Maybe oh, not personally. So grudge. For my, for but, my I guess how I'm going to do this is like, how important are they to people? Okay. And Lauren okay. Hill is very important to people. Absolutely. In a... What I find way. to be a weird mm-hmm. way, yeah. Well, well then, how about this? Then, what about like the little Zans of the world or whatever? They're impo- they're as important to you know a whole swath of kids as Dude, you know. It's hella funny. Amy Winehouse. I, or I thought I thought about little Zane. <laughs> like you guys, I remember little Zane. Uh, little no. Zan, little yeah. Zane. Little whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, same thing. Same you person. Say potato. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's you know hard. I mean? It's it's hard for me because obviously the the littles kind of like morph. Together, okay. If we're gonna go there, is Mac little is little Wayne? Well, Mac oh. Miller's a legend because well, you know is he, he a legend he, too? Yes, because you? he passed. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, because he passed. Who was that? I missed the Mac, Mac Miller. Miller. I wouldn't say he's a legend. Oh, he's absolutely a legend. All a five legend of his in albums what are in game? the <laughs> uh, in the rap game. In I mean. dating out of your league, <laughs> hey, oh. legend, first ballot yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh you you show me a backpack kid that ever got that far. Give me a break, like that dude. Like, uh, he to tra- me, he transcended. But he was Recent, after backpack. Recently passed, so people are sensitive about totally, this. Totally. So far from being a legend in my world. Same. Um, we as we discussed at the top, um, dying <laughs> makes you a legend yeah. for whatever reason. It's like certainly, was, certainly. was James Dean the best actor ever? He's I, but he died young. And that, there's a and lot that, more to that. There's Americana and like shit like that. He's yeah, like yeah, but but he's handsome. But, too. That but, really but he, helps. But he died. Yeah. But he died, and that that cements you as a as an artist of legendary status. He never almost. got to his big mama's house phase. Right, you never, <laughs> you never saw him doing weird rom com De Niro type shit. Like, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it it cements your catalog and your whole persona in this way that in our American consciousness, to die young is to be legendary. Okay, I have the one that's gonna make us argue. Okay, is Cool G rap a legend? Ooh, you're this, gonna say this no. Legend. You're gonna say yes. Well, I'm I would clear yes. <laughs> I I think I think overall, sort of culturally, no. He, right? he has no cultural footprint whatsoever. Totally. He's a fucking amazing rapper. But I though. mean, for us who you know concentrate on lyrics and delivery and all that, I mean, in that in that chronological pantheon, he he's that dude. You know, Damone. <laughs> um, you know what? I I would never. You're saying Mac Miller and not Cool G rap. No, I, I'm just I, kidding. I, I'm just we're kidding. painting you into a corner. <laughs> a- absolutely. <laughs> just and kidding. if Cool G died at 26, I he'd be he'd be absolutely legendary. 100%. He is a a legendary. <laughs> he's a legendary lyricist. Um, I would yeah, never, yeah. I would never, you know, in, in the fast rap pantheon, um, well, our guest today is kind of in that as well, but right. I, I put cool G rap in there. Um, some of, here's the thing. A legend isn't necessarily your hero. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, like, right. you know what I mean? My heroes aren't necessarily 
um, legendary. I would think right, about it in the right. same way of, of basketball. Like, I'll love Sleepy Floyd um, till the day I die. I can't sit here and be like, Sleepy Floyd is an NBA legend. All right, let me, He's let a me legend give you to what, me. what I think is the kind of equivalent of Cool G Rap in basketball, just to test my hypothesis. Okay. Is Clyde Drexler a legend? Man. He was on the Dream Team. Dream Team won. He, what, he with, is to with, me. Would Cool G Rap be on the, on what, the Dream is, Team? Is, is Cool G Rap on For our rapping? Dream Team? Yeah. For yeah. rapping, yes. Up top of top ten. He's my favorite. Rapping. He's the best rapper ever. For lived. rapping. For me. Okay. To me, he's the best. So yes, he's on the okay. dream team. He leads the dream team. Wait, so it's to you he's the, all he's both the best and your favorite? Um, you know what I mean? I probably Q tip is my favorite. Okay, okay. But he's the okay. best. Got it. Q tip's a legend. Q tip's a legend. Q-tip's Never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in my ears every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Q-tip, absolute legend. Even though it says not to do that on the packaging of Q-tips, which is the stupidest thing in the world. I know, but have you so ever stupid. jabbed the fuck out of yourself with a Q-tip? Nah, I, I, I've I'm done mad it. smooth with that. Shit. <laughs> it's like there's like, like, like I need butter? to protect my hearing. <laughs> um, I already fucked it up by going to way too many hip-hop shows in my life. Oh, dude. Uh, Andre 3000. Legend. Total legend. Outcast legend. Outcast Living legend. legend was the original prompt, though. So. Legend in the dressing game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, working on a little acting career. Legendary rapper. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. And, and kind of cross. Okay, here's here's the real one. This is where I, what made me think about it, because there was a, a kerfuffle on the on the Twitter sphere <laughs> about whether this person is, is properly respected, um, and that would be DMX. I think to some people he's certainly a legend. Not to me. Not to me, but I mean, just sheer, sheer number of um, albums sold, and you know he has a reverence. People fucking fuck with him. Yeah, they really. His do. Uh, version like, of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Legendary. 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 <laughs> I would say that that clip was making the rounds the other day of him performing at Woodstock '99 mm-hmm. with That's like a legendary. Oh, really? See, uh, I, he's had, legendary. I had missed that. I, I wasn't paying attention to him or that at same, that time, same. so I didn't. I didn't understand the power of that. Um, it, his inability to his sustain book, that, I think, and is, then tell yeah. me if he's a legend or not. Read his book. Oh my god, he has me, a book. Oh, me, shout out to Cutso, who I managed to mention once a show. Um, <laughs> who's my what? one of my best friends and one of my former roommates. Um, he we had a copy of DMX's Shut autobiography no, that we god. used to read for humorous purposes at certain times. Did you read it evening. in his voice? <laughs> is there an audio book of that? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Read um, by Matt Damon. Yeah. Is that- <laughs> There's just this passage I will never forget where it's like he com- he's like finally met like a woman he's compatible with. And the only way he could express like how much he loved her was like she gave him that dog love. Oh, like everything ouch. to him is like a dog like metaphor. Yeah, it's geez. not even a metaphor. It's like he relates to dogs more than people. OK, so he like he is a dog. The That's his dog. Thing. His yeah. whole rap style yeah. is dog based. Like he he's a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Is there ever another dog based rapper? <laughs> dog based rappers go. Well, I guess Snoop Dogg. Is, but... Oh, Dog Pound, Dog Pound. Anyone? We all just nice. dropped our mics. Um, <laughs> holy shit! Okay, um, uh, Tech Nine. No, I don't think to me either. But I know he has a huge following. Good technical rapper. If I lived in Kansas City, I might feel differently. But not even someone I consider to be like in that you, stratosphere. And especially like in New York, and I think uh, certain people can definitely be regional legends. You know, 1,000%. Like, okay, is E-40 Is E-40 a regional legend or is he a legend legend? He's I a- don't care because he's the best. <laughs> I love him. He's a 100% legend. Yeah. He's a slang legend. 
Yeah, true. True. For sure, but see, but see, it's 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 an interesting case because still not a household right. commodity even mm-hmm. at fifty, right? Um, and and still, you know, he was at Rolling Loud performing, yeah. and kids, you know, half my age, if not a third, um, were going, you know, going crazy for his shit. Right. But it's 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 hard to tell who's a regional legend from your region because I don't leave that much. I can't go to like. Iowa and ask them if oh, they know who Lombardi no, no, is, no. right? I mean, if you if you interact with other folks just in the sphere of Twitter or whatever, E forty's not. He's it's not a how there's it's not it hasn't have that currency. It's kind of how I feel about when people talk about dipset. And I go, meh. I don't care about dipset. To some hmm. people that oh, is some people, really yeah. super important. And so I think there's certain Names that kind of ring bells universally. Those are a little bit, yeah, those are great. Yeah, names. and and you and forty's not one of them, but at the same time, the dude is fifty years old. Like he started in eighty seven, I no. think was Mister Flamboyant or E forty in the Click, um, and to still be relevant. So there's there, his candidacy is more based on he's a beverage longevity. legend. Yeah, totally. That's true. <laughs> That's Sports, true. Sports, you know, presence. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? He sits like, courtside at yeah, like nationally totally. televised NBA games. Yeah. I don't right. know. So right. it's hard for me to tell. Maybe I'm kids in, in Minnesota bubble. are gonna like Slug more. Obviously, you know what I mean. Is Slug, but is Slug a legend? I think Slug's a legend. I'm not gonna, to I'm gonna me. go thumbs down. I'm gonna go thumbs down. Not on, to, on not to me. I, and I think it's because <clears throat> he's so resolutely down to earth. Well, I think is that's part of his whole ethos and approach, right? But I gotta say, I love that Me Vita local. Yeah, that's yeah, their, it's great, that's their great new album, album and tour, yeah. fantastic, totally, work, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, but I mean, if we look at like the backpack movement, I mean, he, he's he's up there. He's the last man standing, right? And is that a legendary move? I, I mean, if I it's, it's a it's a legit movement. He's a dude. It's a legitimate time frame within a juncture within a movement, right? I if mean, you look at the record store, the label, he's still touring. People love him, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. When, when he came to San Jose that day, and he ended up going to our buddy's record shop, and like. People were like, "Oh my God, you're here! Like, come and give me a hug." Totally, yeah, you know? yeah. No, there's, there's, you, so there's, there's levels of legend. There. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what we're. I he's legendary. <laughs> 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 so who, bit. who's not? Rakim is a clear, full on, full bore legend, right? Riz, is Riz a legend? Riz is a legend. Okay, if he yeah. if he had done nothing but the first. Wu-Tang album and the first five solo albums, he would be a legend. And the fact that he structured the deal so they could do that is legendary. Ridiculous. batch of beats is legendary. His pronunciation of the word sword is legendary. (laughs) He's a a full-on legend. He's in movies. He's in, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was in the the middle of that weird Ozelia Banks, uh, uh, Russell Crowe beef. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Legendary. Azalea Banks on just negative publicity publicity is she's, she's getting on there. Her legend. She's getting there. Yeah. That yeah. Whole she's got Grimes, scientists. Elon Musk. Yeah, thing was she's got engineers like legendary. caught up in her shit. So um, I mean, if E Forty is a legend, Too Short's a legend. Yeah, uh, to Too me, Short yes. is a Too Short is a legend. I think I think like, he's regional though. I don't know. I think even Too Short has more uh, travels further than E Forty in terms of. Uh, you know, New York actually embraces too short. Yeah, it's it's for his mis- his innovation of misogyny has made him. <laughs> if we're being completely honest, oh no, no his no, no, no. his innovation of of misogyny um, made him. You know, he's on Biggie's 
a second album. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like E40 was never going to make that. But album. E40 but just had songs with Big Sean and all these other people. Yeah, but and E40 was and fucking with Tupac. John, I mean, sure, sure. I and I and, and I'm saying I would say it, it none was, of those are New York artists, but I know what you're saying. It, yeah. it, it, his, if you're going to say E40 is a legend, it's just on sheer length of service. Hmm. Like nobody outside of. Actually, nobody um, could make a claim to have an 18-year-old's ear in 88 and yeah. in 2018. Like, there's not anybody in the game that could do that. Whether you know it or not, he's yeah. he's definitely a legend, um, and we will continue to be boosters for him on this program. <laughs> and we'd love to talk to him someday if yes, he's listening. Absolutely. He's not. But uh, LL Cool J? He's a legend. Legend. Yeah, he's a legend. legend. I would, okay, I've been talking about this a bunch today, but I'm going to just go one step further. Sure. So he curates or has his name on the old school hip hop channel on right. Sirius XM. Right. And uh, it's actually been helping me think of him as a rapper again. Mm. Yeah. Like today yeah. I was driving home to clean up just the most egregious parts of the house because you guys were coming over <laughs> to record. And um, As I look around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. Um, so... <laughs> He was telling this story on these little like bumper things of how um, he sent his demo tape into Rick Rubin's dorm room, which we, we all know is like the epicenter for all the, the whole Def Jam mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. And he w- he's like 15 years old at this point, so right. he would call every day. Yeah, And yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick Rubin just kept shining him on. He just wouldn't even talk to him. And it was actually Ad-Rock that made Rick Rubin listen to the demo. Mm, wow. And so it's really Ad-Rock that brought LL Cool J into Mm. the world. And he was just like, kind of like, you know, really thankful that, um, that he did that and kind of told that story. I'd never heard that story before. I didn't know that. I know Mm -hmm. Ad Rock is on the earliest Def Jam stuff. I need Mm -hmm. to beat all that Mm -hmm. stuff, but I'd never heard that in that way. And it's interesting to think of like, you know, Lip licking, Kangol wearing, right, 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 right. Arm, just being arm, like, "Hey, put me arm on, day lifting yeah. uh, LL Cool J mm-hmm. as like a rapper again." Oh, you know I mean, what I mean? He's, he's highly regarded. I mean, highly uh, regarded though. I mean, when I I think when I interviewed um, Chuck D, I was like, you know, who are your favorite rappers? And yeah. LL is one of them for yeah. sure. So it's, yeah, Mike and Nine too. <laughs> Ouch. Um, oh man, is in that in that vein, Melly Mel? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even though he's got like not that many good songs, right, right. He's a legendary hip hop figure, though. There's no conscious rap, or even really like other kinds of rap besides boasting without the message. Okay, all right. Genre. He's not genre making it for re- you. Redefining. Not a legend. Um, I don't know. That's a yeah. That's a tough one for me. That era. It's like you. If you did anything in that era, you birthed hip hop. So you're a legend yeah, to me. Yeah, Big Bang Hank and a, and a legend to me. Well, we all know that that's (laughs) a very specific case, but I would meet him. I would be happy to meet him. Okay. All right. Um, You probably have a track soon. If you don't. don't. 20 bucks, he's got Bluetooth on right now. He's everywhere. So we're talking about people with, like, say, a couple good projects or a couple even important projects. So, so, but okay, let's just let's just take this back, though, because you were talking about Little Xan. If Little Xan is still being talked about in 40 years, like Melly Mel, he'll be a legend. He's not now, but even if he only Lord. has this many mm. songs, I'm praying right now. He'll then he'll be a legend. Okay, right? All right, part all right. of it is like when you did what you did. That's true. I, okay, no, no, it, it is about when you come along. No, right, I, I right. guarantee. No, that no, because, because I mean, because Curtis Blow is legendary. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah, personally, no. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, dude was playing stadiums in Japan in like '83 or some shit. I mean, right. that's absurd. Right. So right. certainly okay. a legendary figure, but I mean, do we do we hold him up highly? Of course Ooh. not. He's not as revered as Millie Mill, and I'm trying to think of why. 
I think his voice is not as iconic. Yeah. And people kind of get annoyed by the breaks. I've always had a soft spot for that. Yeah, song. I have a soft spot for a couple of songs. Christmas I, I, rapping. I, 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 I think it's do, a cherry curl. I think with him, it's <laughs> it, no, it's 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 like a split in like it's a split in just sort of what, what you think was fresh. So like to him, uh, to some people, Jerry curled uh, Curtis Blow was kind of a sellout. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. he, he was the first rapper right. with a major deal. To other people, he's yeah. like, here's this perfect um, uh, ambassador to, of, to of this new art form, right? right? You know, Absolutely. so right. it's, he he's always sort of teetered that that line. Ice Cube, Fuck totally, yeah. totally. Legend in several games. Yeah. yeah, commissioner of the big three, dog. I know, man. That's kind of <laughs> family kinda films. Wild. Yeah, and weird, weird. <laughs> Super family films. funny in uh, the uh, Twenty One Jump Street movies. Mm, really, I think that's some of his better acting. He's basically playing himself. Have you guys ever seen? That's when movies? he's funny. No, Those are hilarious are movies. They? Yes, both are okay. really well done. Meta. Like comedies, okay, yeah, especially Twenty One Jump Street with Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill is super funny, dude. Way funnier than you would think what, it is. Well, okay, well, hold on, were you guys around for the first run? Were you catching? It was original? on TV. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Right. There was an okay. Asian guy in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I wasn't gonna make say an appearance <laughs> in the new one. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, we, my sister and I watched Twenty One Jump Street when it was first on. Yeah. Okay, okay. Shout out to Johnny Depp. Um, there no was shouts to Johnny <laughs> Depp. But shout out someone who's not a known abuser. Okay, shouts okay. out to that Asian okay, guy. So <laughs> His name is Dustin Nguyen. Nguyen. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to say that was it. Was there a San Jose connection with Dustin, or did we just make that up? <laughs> we probably made that up when he we were li- kids. He was from Tully, off of Tully. And, we'll uh, claim King. him. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my goodness! Speaking of which, uh, does Russell Simmons now have to forfeit? Does he? Because he went from legend to non-legend. He's still a legend to me. Okay. It's like I know he's in a really. He probably well, assaulted fuck. many people, but a legendary artist manager, a legend for getting his name on so many TV shows. Yeah. Um. The I mean, whole, he, he he's a movement. Yeah, we're talking about leg- legends who are flawed. I mean, I'm sure all of them are. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's, you know. You know what I mean? Let's reserve Russ. I'm just saying. Are, are, are we heading to Planet <laughs> <I know>. Rock? <laughs> hey <laughs> I don't know. It's an interesting conversation because I, I do feel like even though I, I mentioned infamy, I think we're in right. uh, we're in a time of the of the great audit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel yeah. like I'm okay I, with that. Yeah, and, and and I'm cool with it too. I think I think uh what, Cosby time. got sentenced today or something like that. I, they're not actually done, but the sentencing part of his hearing did begin. Right. He gets blinder with every hearing. Like, he just <laughs> like, dude, come on, man. Come on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting time in the sense of, of how we hold and revere people um, in their legendary status. And sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't know. I think there's a point. Like, yeah, nobody was perfect. People are flawed to different degrees. But I think there's kind of a line that you cross when it's kind of like ah. sexual abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like yeah. you know, Which but, is just but it's shockingly prevalent. But it, it doesn't mean that they're good people. I mean, that right. doesn't ruin their legendary status. No, it should. It, it so should though. We, we have to be careful should. who we who we uh, revere in this culture. It's certain certain things should disqualify you. And not not that being a, a great guy with no talent is like what we're going for, but right. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey, I, eyes on your own paper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let, let me just say this in terms of this conversation. I I like listening to people rap so much that if I think you rap good, you're a legend to me. You know, uh, what apparently I mean? it's that's, <laughs> that's been the, that's been the theme of this conversation. Yeah, for sure. So it's like uh, thinking ahead to our guest here. Yeah, legend yeah. or not. 
Um, I and this is kind of what I got me, me on yes. this thing. I think he is a legend, but see, it's it's again, it's his candidacy has to do with length of service, yeah, the quirkiness of his story, which you'll get to hear, mm-hmm. um, pretty in depth. It's like it's so so unique. If he was just a guy who was around in the eighties and had you right. know a joint right. or two, I don't think we'd be talking about it the I, same way. See, I I disagree. If if one collapse, okay, let's just tell him who it is so I can say all this stuff. It is Percy P. So if only uh, <laughs> Let the Homicides Begin and... Uh, Which is just a great title for a song. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> uh, and wait till you hear the song. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one collapsing lyrics only ever existed. Like random rap is a whole genre. Right. There's right. like legendary random but, rap but with, records. Like if he had never come back out and never like... But had he not... He'll tell his story better than I will. But had he not been so personable... With so many people, that's how and he talks about this. Like he his does, legacy, he his his yeah. legend. He actually hustled his own legend because, to your point, those would be weird records in some New York record shop right, that you would right. never have touched. Okay, that's not my point at all. My point is is that those records are so fucking good, and the rapping on those records is so fucking good that he would be a legend to me. Those are but you would have never heard records. It. You don't hear it if he's not. If I, he's not, I do cool hear Percy it. I'm a P. record collector. <laughs> I'm the guy who hears it. The, the you know Percy, what I mean? The Percy P who wasn't in everybody's face and staying um, in the game. You don't. There's great records. There's great rap records. I think we're that talk- are lost to the discount bin of history. I think we're talking about spheres here. So within the hip hop sphere, of course he's a legend, dude. But, I, I think, but I, even within like rap now, I mean, so many kids have never heard of Percy P. I mean, we're geeked off of like the Lord Finesse freestyle, but people have like never even heard of Lord Finesse. Our wheelhouse, right? It's like for people who are kind of classicists and of our age, he to me he is. But I, I get that to you, he's not. Oh, well, no, no. I would say I would say he has his legend transcends even our age group. There are people who are ten years mm-hmm. younger than me to whom we'll go, oh, yeah, Percy P. But it's not that they're, like, super um, super into a, any particular piece of work. He created – this is what I'm saying, and I, I didn't mean to cut saying. you yeah, off. No, yeah. no, he no. created his own legend, and I think that's what makes it it's so um, – the interview's so great because he kind of gets really deep into how he mm-hmm. did that. And it's – there's not a lot of these um, in, in hip-hop because it's such a commercial art form. There's, like, blues artists – who are just lost to the sands of time right, that weird right. white guys go and find in the Delta of Mississippi. <laughs> and like, I have two recordings of him. There's rap is a little different. It's a newer art form. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. more recorded. So, mm-hmm. but he really is to me, um, I would consider him a living legend and he was, um, nice enough to join us on the program and get deep into his, uh, very, very New York, very New York story. <laughs> so, um, Without further ado, here is our interview with Percy P. We got Percy P on the program. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Yo, man. So, 
we're we're longtime fans. I I wanted to start off. I mean, I know you um you start off in '88 with the uh, "Let the Homicides Begin," but I want yeah, to talk yeah. about '92's "Lung Collapsing Lyrics." What do you remember about the making of that? Um. Well, it was recorded in Power Play Studios, same same recording studio I did "Let the Homicides Begin." Okay. So "Let the Homicides Begin" I ended up for Ivan DJ Doctor DJ, and um in '92. I recorded well. It, it was released in '92. You know, I actually got the um when I was on the Stuck on Stone show, you saw the movie. It was like it was dated November 29th, 1990. That was my actual first time on the show, and I, that was actually the third episode. I was invited to the second show, but I didn't show up. But the third show they had on the air was the first time I was there. And I was on with Lars Professor. But from that freestyle, that's what got me to build on BC. Because after after I rhymed. It was both like Barbito and Stretch getting calls. I said, what you, what you doing now? You got to deal with it. I, said, nah. I made a record in 1988. So I told him that. But Stretch was the first one to kind of like follow up. Like the next day, like, yeah, I don't love to have a meeting with you. I want to go on the Big Big Records. And um, plus, he's an A&R of Big Big. So as far as like non collateral lyrics, that was actually rhymes that I had. Because if you trying to go back to the battle I held off the net. Mm. The second verse was the hairs me spitting on collapsing lyrics. like a lot of lines from that. But then I actually had to rhyme when I even made that the homicide but it was too long. Mm. And I didn't want it. you know, back in those days you just wrote rhymes, it wasn't really like sixteen bars like now. It's like you wrote, I was just both sides of the paper. That was like a rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's how I went. But I didn't wanna like break up the rhyme and so I was just like, Yeah, I wanna make this a whole song. Mm. And we just made it just a song, you know, just throw it on the cover. But it actually didn't have a hook enough. It actually became, as with me, one of my most notable songs. Like, most people would think songs with hooks and you got to have a hook and all that. But, you know, but that song, if you ask me, out of all the songs, that's the song that a lot of times be the one that people mention. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Of my own recording. So, you know, it's just cool. But, um... Yeah, it was recorded in, in, in Power Play Studios, Anton. I forgot his last name, so it's Pete. But um, he's the same engineer that was like the engineer, like, I guess, with Rakim, Kutrap, um Anton Polchanski. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He engineered that song. My my whole 12-inch, you know what I'm saying? So Bunk Classroom Lyrics was produced by T-Ray, Hardway. You know what I'm saying? He done productions, you know, who I met. In the big beat, when I went for the first time to have the meeting, I put my DJ Tim along with me. Once I told him about the radio show I was on and they wanted to have a meeting with me, so we went down there and brought him with me. So us sitting there waiting to have a meeting with Seth, Todd was playing his beat, so we were sitting there listening, and big beat like so we listening. And when he got up, he ready to leave, was like, that's a good class. He was like, yeah, yeah, that's not the number, go get your number. And that's how we got his number. And then, um, you know, we had our meeting, and, uh, the worst of history. So Todd produced um, "Putting Heads to Bed," "Long Collapse on Lewis," and um, he Tim already kind of made "Now They Want to See Me" because he had a twelve hundred on as well. But he made the beat, and Todd just co-produced to add a little extra stuff to the track. You know what I'm saying? Little, so that's that's what he did. On "Now They Want to See Me," I wrote his verse, Tim's verse. I wrote it and just kind of did it on a slow beat, so he could kind of learn how to say it. And then we went and recorded the song like that. Dope, dope. So, so tell us a little bit about oh, some of some of oh, your in a long in a long class. I'm sorry, real quick. In oh, yeah, a long yeah, class no lyrics, we 
recorded, and one of my cousins, Kevin, he had passed away. So, mm. so I actually went back in the studio just to throw his name at the end as a shout out. Oh, and yeah. and Farrell Marsh came to the studio with OC. He came to the studio, mm. I invited him to my studio session. And at the intro, that's how you got Farrell Marsh talking to me because I wrote uh, him lines to say, like, yo, Persia, what up, bro? I said, what up, Mark? <laughs> yeah, we got to pick the lung collapse on lyrics. Right, let the homicides right. begin. Because you know, because I mentioned, you know I may let the homicides begin. I said, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm. Just give me the mic like that. Just kind of gave him some bars. But nobody really knew who that was until I started putting, like, mixtape CDs, I would say, featuring Farrah just to give him give some credit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even they were a lot of people, oh, that's him on the track. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Okay. So, so who who were some of you're an influence to so many MCs? Who who were you influenced by when you were you were coming up? Well, yeah, because you know the early days and the Park Jams, you know, but like T Connection tapes, different crews like Cold Crush, Fantastic Five, Treacherous Three, Fearless Four. Treacherous Three was like big because it was like that next level type mm. rhyme style rappers. Fearless Four, same way. Um, you no, know, I like Fearless Five as well, Melly Mel. You know, but um, yeah, T Rock. Mm. Taylor Rock was actually down with my uncle, one of my uncle, my mother's youngest brother, my uncle Jesse. He's the youngest set of all siblings. And um, back in the beginning, like there's an interview you can see Taylor Rock mentioning my uncle in his interviews because they had a crew called the Undefeated Force. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So um, like a record called Runaway, you can hear Taylor Rock mention all the people that was down with the crew. My uncle, my uncle was DJ Cooley Breeze. Mm. And yeah, he was down with them. So there's interviews where you see Taylor Rock mention me. Like, okay. a, yeah, um, Cool Degrees of Percy P's uncle, like that. You'll see him say that. Yeah. But wow. um, I listen to everything like everybody else. I'm on this, staying up listening to Mr. Magic, Red Alert, <laughs> Chuck Chill Out, Awesome 2, Hang Love, DNA Hang Love show, like all these different radio shows. I was, you know, I'm a fan yeah. of the music, so I'm listening. Because at that time, I didn't make a record, but I was. Up, hoping, wishing one day that I would. So I'm just staying up, listening, and um, and going to jams in the park, you know, and just getting tapes. Like my oldest brother, he's five years older than me, so my mom's got six kids. So I'm five boys, one girl. I'm the second out of the six, out of all the kids. You know what I'm saying? And um, so my oldest brother, you know, he had tapes growing up. He was old enough to kind of know certain parties. He got friends that gave him tapes. He get copies when he come here. To the, you know, we come home, like, you know, like, you know, we listening to things like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, let me get a copy of that. And I, when I went to high school, I'm starting to take tapes that I had and meet other people who had tapes and swapping, yo, make mm-hmm. a copy of that, I'll make a copy of this, and building up my collection like that. So that's how that went. But, um, you know, then rhyming outside in the street in high school, I'm banging on tables, lunchroom, people knowing me, like Farrell Marjorie Prince Poe went to high school with me, but this before they was, was mm-hmm. rapping. Like, so them watching me. Kwame went to high school when I was in the 12th grade. Kwame was in the 10th. And, um, you know, I'm older than him. So, so Farrell was a grade ahead of me and Prince. You know what I'm saying? So Troy, that's Troy. It's Farrell and Prince. Larry is Prince Poe. So, man, man, Larry was in the same freshman and senior year class. Wow. By the time I was a senior, Kwame was in the 10th grade. Just came to the school 10th grade. And if you talk to Prince Poe, he'll tell you his first show he ever did rapping was with me. Before he was down with, with, with Troy, before they became organized confusion, it was called simply two positive MCs. Right, right, and um, right. his first show was at On Design because I went to high school on Design in Manhattan. So he um, 
hit, we, we did it like a talent show for school. We called ourselves the A&D All-Stars because that's what we call the school A&D, you know. So it was me, Prince Poetry at the time, and this guy named Earl. His name was Dynasty. So all of us just went up. We didn't, we wasn't a crew, but we all went up together. We just called ourselves A&D All-Stars, and we rapped. And something happened technically with the equipment, and Kwame was there. Kwame was on the show, too. He wound up getting on drums and playing. We just rapping. Like that, and that's and yeah. Chris Pope mentions this in some of his interviews. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so I'm sorry if you've had to tell this story a bunch of times, but I'm hoping you can recount this for us as well. I'm a huge fan of uh, the rematch with you and Lord Finesse, and uh, okay. it's my understanding that it you guys had battled back in the day. Can you kind of just tell us oh, the yeah. whole story of how you ended up um, battling and then how you ended up recording that record years later? Okay. Okay, um, well, got to give props to, if you ever went on my Instagram, which is the real Percy P, or Twitter, the real Percy P, I put up photos of the people responsible, but I always made them a part of now when I'm promoting that battle and talking about it. I can't forget the cameraman and, I, and the guy that's hosting the battle. When you watch the original battle, 1989, it's July 13th. 1989. That's the date. Mm. July 13th, 1989. It was just, I, I was born July 9th, so I just knew, you know what I'm saying? A few days after that, I battled him. I remember that. Like, I battled him. But at the time when I battled him, he didn't have a record out. It was He was just an MC that I felt just some cat that people wanted to battle. I didn't know that. The next day, he would be in a new music seminar. I didn't know about him. So mm. he was told about me, like I was told about him, from the guy that you see introducing us on the original recording. His name is Tony Webb. He's from the Housing Project, Patterson Project, just like me. And my partner, Denise, we were from the same project, and AG is from Patterson's, like, as well. And um, so all of us, you know, we're all from the same housing projects. And um, so anyway, the guy, Tony Webb, who introduced the battle, he were, um, he went to school for Ness. Like, okay. He was like, yeah, yeah, my man Percy P, he a lot, and just tell him, just, you know, kind of instigating it. My man Percy <laughs> P said he eat, he eat everybody in Forest Project. That's where Law Finesse and Diamond G, Fat Joe, I'm from Forest. Me and AG, we were from Patterson Project. So we walked a distance. So he basically was going to school talking about how I beat everybody up there, and he will come back to me saying, yo, people from the neighborhood would be like, yo, Vance Cat from Forest named Finesse told me he'd beat everybody in Patterson. I was like, you can't mess with my man Percy P. Uh, eating them too, you know. So <laughs> gassing up. But Finesse, I didn't know if he was saying it, but I just know how Tony was. He would hype up. He kind of do that kind of instigate gassing things up. So I guess they probably really wanted to see this battle, but I thought they was lying to me at first because every time I would come out, they'd be like, yo, man, this dude looking for you, P. I'm like, where you at? Oh, man. I was like, you know, so I was one day. It was like, I would say like a two-week span of time, same. And um, I was hanging in this guy's house to that one of my boys. His name is Wu. This was before, like, Wu-Tang Clan, before that, like, that we knew, before they was even out. Like, I remember that, you know, we always calling him Wu. Wu Dog, I gave him a shout-out on the record, like, the homicides again at the end when we gave him shout-outs. But um, anyway... We was hanging at his house. I was hanging up there, and we used to listen to tapes, like old Cold Crush tapes and all that kind of stuff, jam tapes. And um, AG used to hang with us, too, but he also knew who I would be hanging with. Like, So he went to Wu's house, and yo, Wu, called him out the window. He looked at, yo, what up? Yo, purse up there? With you? I said, yeah. So I looked out the window, yo, finesse down here. So we looked down there, so a whole bunch of people. So I was like, yeah, finally. 
So we went downstairs. Hold on, we're coming down. So we was on the other side of the project. See, we wound up going to my side, the side of the street, because we saw the battle. We saw I was right in front of the street, but that's my side. We were standing in front of a building called 315. That's the building, 315 East 143rd Street, in the middle, middle of the project. So so that's where we was at, but we was on the other side. And we, house, and we walked to 315 because the guy, Dave, he was like, hold on, let me go get my camcorder, which is the smartest thing we did. Good yeah. <laughs> about it right there. But he said, let me go get my camcorder. So we started walking over there, the crowd, and we stood right in front of this building. And, you know, Danique had his radio. I used to carry tapes around with, like, beats on, like, a 45 King beat tapes. And, you know, so my DJ, my DJ at the time, he came, he, would, he had records, so he used to put stuff on tape for me. I just make the cassette, just have it on me on the street. People have on radio, throw this in there. You know what I'm saying? So I had that on me, and Danique had his radio. Danique is the guy, if you saw, he had the big chain on. When you watch the battle, you can see them when he, before he's introducing us, you see Danique playing the radio. You know, that's Danique, you know what I'm saying? And um, also, right before, if you watch the actual battle, right before the actual battle, you could see footage of us in a park. Mm. playing Let the Homicide Begin. It goes mm. kind of right off at the end, and then it comes into the battle. Danique is standing there with me. I wish some footage, that must have been us rapping. We was doing Let the Homicide Begin on the camcorder mm. to have that, and I wish that was like we had the whole footage of that somehow. But it just it started off with the ending and then going into the battle. So if you ever go back watch it, you could kind of see it split second. Us rapping in the park, let the homicides again. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, so Tony Webb, he won't instigate it. And Dave Gonzalez, that's the cameraman. Dave Gonzalez, he ran up and got his camera. And then we started the battle. Tony just introduced it, and the rest was history. Nice, nice. Um, Percy, I want to move the needle forward just a little bit. Um, you know, so for, uh -huh. for years you had just been doing guest verses. And then um, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about how the Stone's Throw project came about and, um, you know, how everything went okay. with Peanut Butter Wolf and Mad Lib and all that and just the project itself. Okay. Well, um, well, you know, back in the 90s, you know, I always had tapes all the old days and Cold Crush and all that kind of stuff. So back in like in the mid-90s, you know, I had a record out like a no winner simple I believe don't come strapped at that time. When Fat Beast kinda had the grand opening. Mm. That's when I kinda started figuring I'm gonna go over there because I was already on stretching up the show from from nineteen ninety. Mm. So I was a part of this show at one point called called we called it Percy Peace Old School Corner. And if you ever talk to them they could they remember that. They tell you I used to actually play my tapes on the radio but it's only after like four in the morning. So that was kinda <laughs> late. I stopped wanting to do it every week, be there that late. So, you know, so I let them hold the tapes. Y'all just play what y'all want to play. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, I wind up going and, damn, what you, what you saying? So you asked me the question. I got. Oh, I'm sorry. Again. About the uh, your solo record, the one with Stone's Throw. Oh, Let's talk a little bit about okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it was from selling tapes. Mm. From the days when I was selling tapes in front of Fat Beats, it was a guy named Sean Ritchie. He, he put out um, the Vinyl Dogs. It was like beat albums. Hmm. Vinyl Dogs. It was called the Vinyl Dogs, right? So Sean Richie was like a producer, and he had a partner named Mike. And that was the name of the Vinyl Dog. They put out beat album, beat kind of like 45 King kind of records. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, he threw parties, and he also threw some in Joe's Pub. I don't know if you heard of Joe's Pub in Manhattan, mm -hmm. but so he threw parties called the Indy 5000 parties. Mm -hmm. So I used to host those. I was one of the hosts, you know what I'm saying? But um, also 
he also threw this little party, little something he had in the spot called the Noun Bar, the Noun Bar, N-O-W Bar. So he threw one, you know, just like a, just playing music in the bar. And that day, one day he threw a party there and Ego Trip magazine came. Mm -hmm. Taking photos and he had, this Bismarck dog that they, the man said he's using his rhyme with this yeah. video, they had the actual dog that, that was in the video, and it was actually people to take photos with it. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. they asked me, when they met me, they was like, wow, you took a picture of this holding up the biz dog, like that. So I took a photo, not realizing these people was asking a lot of rappers to do the same thing, because they had put out a ego trip book, mm -hmm. and they had a whole bunch of images of different rappers holding that doll. Freddie Fox, myself, a whole bunch of people. I think Guru, all these people. But Loot Pack came there that mm -hmm. same day. I didn't know them. They didn't know who I was. And two, I said who I was, because how I met them was, I'm trying to sell my tapes. Like, <laughs> everybody else, I walked through the crowd, yeah, 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 yo, check it out. And I show, oh, man, what, Cold Cross Ground Splash? And they're looking at the date, 79, work, 78, oh, you, yo, I'm about to do I'm like, you know, I told them, all right, man, we're going to get this, man. It's that real, we're from the West Coast. Yeah, we out here, we got a show. Where we at? They say, yeah, this spot right here. I looked at it, it said, New Eureka's Polish Cafe. Oh, I know mm -hmm. what this is at. Because this is places I would, I would go. I did shows and plus, plus I would go to sell music because I was at all the hip-hop functions. So I said, I'm going to go through that. I'm an artist, too. I'm, my name is Percy P. On the call, oh, Percy P. When Lung Collapse and Lyrics, Percy P. I said, yeah. They said, oh, man. Yeah, hold up. The wild child's like, let me get my camcorder. Let's go outside and get a footage. So he pulled out his camcorder, and that footage is the footage you see on the intro of their loop pack documentary called mm -hmm. The Packumentary. Mm, okay. So that's, when it started off, that's the footage that they taped of me. And, and in the footage, I was like, yeah, maybe one day we could work together. And, and yeah, fast forward. I want to be on Stone's though, and and actually on Wild Child's first single as a solo mm. artist. So, so that's how I met them. Okay. And we just and at the time Egon with the A and R's, he would stay in contact, keep me. And remember, this is the days I was watching their their catalog grow. It's still like the time when they had the loop, the um sound pieces first album and the Quasimodo, I believe, mm -hmm. just came out. Some, so the Egon was just kind of feeding me projects periodically, giving me stuff just to keep me up to date with who, who what the label was. But at the time, I really didn't know too much about them, to be honest. Like when they met, I wasn't so familiar with Stone Store like that because I was based on the East Coast, so I was I wasn't so knowledgeable about like their label or the stuff, whatever they was doing. But I started learning about them because mm -hmm. standing in front of Fat Beat selling product and tapes and. People be like, yeah, yeah, I'll get a tape for you when I come back out the store. All right. So I'm standing out there just making sales. But when they come out, they say, yeah, all right, what you got, man? What you got? I say, I got this. Oh, man. So I'll introduce myself to people before they go in. They just be like, yeah, I'm going to get you when I come out, Percy you know. So, and I'll be like, yeah, so what you got? Oh, I bought this, man. I got this joint. I got this. I got the. Oh, man, I know that label, Stone Store. Yeah. Them guys, what are you? know them? I say, yeah, yeah. They gave me a call. They wanted to start to do some work with me. What? Man, let yo, he's ill. So I started hearing people trying to tell me about them. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, air of the street. Like, mm. yeah, they want to work with me, man. Yo, man, they hot. That's a dope label. So the more and more I just start learning here, people always kind of thumbing them up. Like, yeah, man, those are the people. And then every time they would come to New York, your person would come out there, we got a show. And like, um, NYU, man, we want you on the show with it. Oh, all right. 
You know what I'm saying? Same thing, J5. Yeah. Met them the same way, selling yeah. tapes. I met him at Urban Plaza, and the rest was history. Mm. Cut chemists, I met him. And he bought a tape off of me, like, wow, like, Percy P. They called the rest of the guys, and same thing. Yo, this, guess who this is? Who? Percy P. Percy P. Yo, what you doing, man? You still rapping? Yeah, man. Yo, man, it's crazy. We bring you out the end of our set. They was there performing with, with DJ Shadow, and it was on, that, I think, the product placement tour or something. Mm-hmm. And they brought me out on the, in the stage, so that kind of helped me. I'm I'm there hustling tapes, and they bringing me out on the stage, <laughs> Urban Plaza. So that really helped me. So nice. I always felt selling my product uh, is, became a part of who Percy P was. Push always staying, pushing his product, you know, <laughs> like a graph writer, getting up, just stay getting up. So it's not that I resorted to that, but I met a lot of my contacts firsthand. And that's why I always said a lot of people I met met me personally. So that's why I always stay doing it. I don't. I never relied on people trying to do it for me because I, I watch people. Like you know, when you go to like tours, whatever, and you got somebody at the merch table. The people at the merch table, they're not gonna put in that way. The artist is gonna do it. They yeah. just will sit there and wait for you to come to them and browse. Me, anybody will tell you. At my own tours, whatever I'm in the crowd. I stay in the crowd until it's time to perform. I don't, I don't be backstage, green rooming it all night, waiting to get on to stay in the back. I always be around the people to move the product, to shake hands, thank you, man, for coming see me, man. Oh, get a picture, oh, of course. You know, I fill out the people. So by the time I'm up there, everybody kind of already met me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just you know, trying to give more than the music. So I always was more personal like that. So that kind of helped me from being places like that. And that's how I met a lot of people. Jedi Mind Tricks. I met Vinny Paz at a Rock City anniversary selling my tapes, mm. just walking in through the crowd. So that's, you know, that right helped on, me. Man. That's awesome. So just can you just clarify something for me real quick? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I always thought, because it's, it's kind of legendary that you would hang out outside of Fat Beats selling your music, yeah. but I always thought it was your music. It it was more yeah, like well, your Park Jam well, tapes, or was it both? Yes. Well, I started from selling. I started started from selling my old school tapes, like the tapes of the the, the pioneers, the tapes okay. that I had, my gotcha. collection. I would make copies. So when I would go outside with a radio playing this stuff, now mom, remember this is 1990s, like like five beats, 96 when they opened. But I'm having tapes from like 78, 79, right, 80. Right. So that when I'm playing this. Yo, you got Cold Crush, I remember that. You got that? I said, yeah, I got mad tapes. So I showed them my list. Oh, man. Yo, man, I need to copy that. But I was like, I'll sell it to you. Come on, making all this. I got to buy the blanks and sit there and copy it. But if you want it, you know, so that's what I did. Okay. So when I when somebody copped the tape over me, I just put my pager number at the time with my voicemail. Mm-hmm. And on the back of the tape, it would just have, it would say my pager and Percy P. So some people would be like, look, how oh, Percy P. Hello, you the same Percy P that, that made a song like Lord Finesse or this, that? Mm. Like that. And I said, yeah. Oh, man, yo, well, I heard the song you did, whatever happened. I had it on tape. I only had like the last accordion when it was going on. So stuff like that kind of made me, I need to start compiling my own st- stuff so I could keep my legacy alive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's what I did. I just And I just stored a fat beat at the place because when I was already on this show since 1990, you know what I'm saying? Like November 29th, 96, um, 1990, 
of November 29. You know what I'm saying? That's the, the first date out there. But since then, they always was talking about Fat Beast. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, yeah, the latest records you had on the show, you could get, get them down at Fat Beast. They always talking about Fat Beast. So they was already sending the people. So I'm like, if I'm on the show and people listen, I better be over there. So that's what I did. I yeah. just took my tapes and posted up. And, oh, man, you Percy P? Because, remember, I ain't had no videos back then. I was just a name that people heard mm-hmm. and a voice to people on radio, you know what I'm saying? So I was a voice on the songs, and I heard of you, man. I heard you, but nobody knew who I was until maybe like the stretch on to the source quoted me in a source magazine, Hip Hop Quotable. Mm-hmm. That was the only photo of me because that was the publication that was, you know, nationwide. So people were seeing that. Like, wow, you know, that was the only photo. And this is before the internet, you know what I'm saying? Really was really the way it is now. So I had to kind of, when I went out there, I had to bring my source quotable magazine to prove I was Percy P. <laughs> and have the tapes and any little thing. But just showing you, nah, I'm just me. I'm Percy P. You, you ain't Percy P. You're <laughs> Percy P. I'm, yeah, because look, I started young, so people would think I was supposed to be some older, older dude. Mm. I mean, I'm older than a lot of cats now, but at the time, it was like, you ain't Percy P. Oh, old school Percy from the Bronx. Yeah, I'm Percy P. I had to ask, yo, tell him who, who, who that's Percy P, right? The rhyme respect to Percy P. <laughs> so I, I went through a lot of that, you know, but it was flattering at the same time. I'm like, wow. People, you know, so I felt, too, as time went on, I said, yo, I can't walk away. Some people be like, yo, he's out there selling tapes. Or, but I'm like, how can I walk away? I didn't put so much time into it and I got a reputation mm-hmm. where people from overseas was coming to to, to New York. And they were like, yeah, I heard you was out here selling tapes. And I'm like, wow, it's starting to spread around. Mm-hmm. So people buy tapes. And I remember one time standing out there, some guys from Japan came and just copped like 30 joints of me right. at one time. We were talking Manhattan, Manhattan Records in Japan. Yeah, you purge your pee, I'm going to stay. I told him, all right, let me get 30. 30? <laughs> I gave it to him. So, no, but to me, think about it. If you're a person out there, you're trying to keep your legacy alive. Yeah. I didn't have no record deal. My mama dude from the past who's out there. I know I was rhyming way before a lot of these cats, but, you know, I was out there, and this was my way to keep my name alive. It wasn't like I had a deal. So I had the next taste was my, my only resort. My, I better put stuff and keep it going, be at the right places to spread around until maybe I can meet the right type of people to get better opportunities. You know what I'm saying? My next shot. So that's what I did. I just thought to be at all the places. I would say the place to be. I ain't everywhere. I'm just at the place to be. <laughs> so I'll be at the Rock State Anniversary. I'm at the SOBs. They had a show. I'm at New Eurekans. I'm at Knitting Factory. I'm at the Urban Plaza. And, you know, and that's what I did. Open mic battles, bragging rights, wetlands. I'm over there. Like, I ain't getting the battle, but I'll just be in there. Right. And I'm selling my stuff, and I'm watching it. Everybody can't say Percy P was there. Like, you know, so I watch a lot of artists that's, that's big now. They remember me. That person's always here. He was here. And, mm-hmm. and and at that time, I was still an artist that they remember listening to my on the radio or something. Yeah. So it was like, you know, so that helped me as far as my, my career. So I always tell people, like, you know, when artists is rapping, yo, man, you think, you know, out there selling tapes, man, you think. I say, yo, to me, it's more than just selling your product. It's showing people that you put in work. Because mm-hmm. it's like nowadays, anybody because y'all, I'm rapping and, you know, I got the albums, I got like five mixtapes out and they saying this, but then you're saying, where do I know them from? Right. See, it's easy to just put stuff on the internet. Y'all got five albums right now. You can go to iTunes and, but you ain't, nobody has no 
memory or recollection of you at any open mic battles. You wasn't at the Bragging Rights. You wasn't at Wetlands. You wasn't at Native Factory. You wasn't at EOW. You wasn't at Eureka's Post Cafe. You was like, to everybody else, you know, it's like, well, who you, you know him? Where you know him from? So that's what I tell people. Don't just be a cat telling my you was out there. Be somebody that people can have recollection of. Yeah, I'm sure. Percy P, you don't know Percy P? Mm-hmm. Well, 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 if you don't know me, I'm not the bragging boast. If you don't know me, you probably wasn't really out there yourself. Because <laughs> if you were dead, you would have knew me. You, if right. I was, if you ain't seen me rhyming, you just knew that. You know who Percy P? That dude, remember that cat selling those tapes? So, that's Percy P. That's Percy P. That's <laughs> Percy P. Yo, I, I see that cat everywhere. So that's who I try to be. Even if you don't hear me rhyming, you can't say I wasn't in the place to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so even when I went to L.A., the same thing. Uh, I was doing the same thing. It was hearing, yo, I heard you was out in New York, man. You out there, I'm selling tapes, man, for the family. So when I came out there, they they welcomed me. Like, yo, you good over here, fam? You yeah. want to come over here and push? So that's how I felt. And I felt like I, I earned that. And I, I was very grateful for that, like to actually go to other in the United States and to get to receive that kind of love like that and support. So like, that's what's up. Okay. Okay. Well, the the listeners definitely know who Percy P is. Uh, we respect your legacy, man, and we really want to just thank you for coming on the program. Yes, and I appreciate y'all. And uh, if I can, then once again, I just like for people to follow me on Instagram or Twitter at the real Percy P. And if you go there, you can see you know you see a lot what I'm doing. I mean, I'm still got new joints like two days ago. Dropped some joint okay. that came out. With, with, yeah, me, AG, and Scott Rex, and um, and and old KB Beats. It's his album, new album. But yeah, it's a whole bunch of stuff. You can see a lot of the stuff that's coming with me out right now. Awesome. So just follow me. Appreciate it, man. Thank y'all. Man, Appreciate you're it. a great rapper. We love your music. Thank you, and we'll definitely be giving you a follow and um, and encouraging other people to do that. Thanks a bunch. And 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 one more thing. If yep. possible, if they, if they might want to go to YouTube, just go type this in YouTube. Percy P's Songs and Features. Percy P's Songs and Features. Bam. That's a playlist I made, and you're going to see what's up. Bam. Right Thank on. you, man. <laughs> there All it right. is, man. Thank, Thank you, you so Thank much, you. man. Be well. You're welcome. Thank you. Peace. We want to thank you for listening to another dope episode of the Dad Bod Rap Pod. More fly conversation and interviews coming your way every week. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash dadbodrappod. And we're always down to interact with you on Twitter at dadbodrappod, all spelled out. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. 